Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're looking at the book of Colossians. And boy, this is one of these loaded letters. It's four chapters long. But literally every word is just so important. And the words as they join together. I mean, just so much to be uh, reflected upon, to meditate upon, to receive, to understand. And we're doing it in the format. You know, we're doing it audibly right now. So you're listening to me and I read the scripture to you and talk a little bit. And that's one way of learning. It's a very valuable way of learning. Uh, as a matter of fact, a way that uh, too often we sort of denigrate. We think you have to read things to actually understand. Sometimes the powerful thing is listening to it. But often you can miss something when you're listening too. So that's the reason we listen. That's the reason we read. That's the reason that we reflect on things. We meditate upon things. We talk about things. So I want to go back. We looked at the ninth uh, through the 12th verse of the first chapter in the previous episode. And I want to go back and reread that and uh, read the next two verses after that, verses 13 and 14, which actually sort of uh, bring a conclusion uh, to a uh, introductory thought that Paul has been doing. In the first two verses, he basically says, hi, y'all. <laughs> okay, A greeting kind of thing. Then for verses 3 through 14, uh, he's talking to them, uh, about giving thanks for them, about what the Lord has done in their lives and who they are and how he prays for them. That's what we're picking up here in verse 9. It says this, For this reason, so that's particularly the reasons of verses 3 through 8, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So remember what's happening here. Now, again, it's sort of hard uh, audibly to, to tie this all together. But he says, because of what I said here earlier, we pray for you, and we pray for you without ceasing. Here's what we pray for you, that you will be filled with the knowledge of God's will. And, and then he sort of subdefines that, in all spiritual wisdom and in all spiritual understanding. He said, I'm praying that you will know God's will and that you'll have wisdom in it and understanding. He continues in verse 10. Same sentence. I mean, the same sentence goes all the way through verse uh, where verse 12 here. <clears throat> so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. So he's not just saying, I want you to have knowledge and spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding where you can sit there and say, well, I know all answers. I know all things. No, he says, I want you to have this and I pray that you have this so that you can walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, that you can live life in the way that you're supposed to, in a manner that will be pleasing to Him in all things, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So he starts to list some things right here that give us understanding about what is this walk about? What is the walk that is worthy of the Lord? What is the walk that is pleasing to him in all aspects? Well, the first thing he says that is that you're bearing fruit in good works. In other words, you're doing good works, and these are good works that will bear fruit. Not good works to attain salvation, but the good works that are reflective of the salvation that you have. 
So you're bearing good uh, fruit. You're increasing in the knowledge of God. Then verse 11, you're strengthened with all power. So you see, bearing fruit, increasing in knowledge, strengthened with all power, according to his, according to God's glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. You know, sometimes people say, well, I'm just not very patient, I'm very patient. This is how you can gain patience. You know, sometimes we sit there and think, well, I just feel like I don't really follow through. You know, you're not steadfast with things. <laughs> this is how you become steadfast and attain steadfastness is walking in the manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing him, bearing fruit, increasing in his knowledge, being strengthened in his power. But he's not done. Verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So he started off in verse 3, giving thanks to them for what had happened in their life. And he's ending it here in verse 12, saying that we give thanks to the Father for all that because he's the one who has qualified us. That's an interesting word, isn't it? It literally means to make sufficient, to enable us, to, to qualify us, to share in the inheritance of the saints, the Holy One, in the light. And when I'm reading the New American Standard right here, the light is capitalized. And you think, well, why did they make that uh, decision? Because we know that Jesus is the light of the world, right? We know that from other portions of the Scripture. Well, the next two verses give us understanding. So this is where we left off the previous episode. Here's verse 13. For he, capital H, for he rescued us. Well, who be he? Well, he's been talking in verse 10 about walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, okay? He talked about how Epaphras was a faithful servant of Christ, and he's talked about God the Father and Christ and the Spirit. He's talked about all of these things in these verses leading up to all this. But I think it actually reflects back to the previous verse in light. It is talking about uh, give thanks to the Father who's qualified us to share it in the sins of inheritance of the saints in light for he so who's the he here is it jesus is it god or is it both well the rest of the verse is going to help us but it's really speaking to god as being the father of lights remember that verse verse 13 watch this for he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son well that helps us understand it when he says his beloved son, his is capitalized, son is capitalized, we know that his is God the Father because we know the Son is the Lord Jesus Christ. But look what he did for us. He is the one that qualified us to share in the inheritance of the Holy Ones, the saints. How did he do it? He rescued us. He rescued us from the authority, literally the domain, the authority of darkness and he transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. When we move from sin into life, <laughs> we literally move from darkness into light. He's moved us from a domain of darkness and transfers us. Let me see what that word transfer means. I never looked that up. Uh, oh, well, that's interesting. Ooh, it means to change. Let me slide down here and see what Mr. Zodiati says. Uh, denoting a change of place or condition. So it's a change of place or condition. 
it's used in a um, positive sense. It's also used in a negative sense. You say, well, how's that? Well, the positive sense means that you've been transferred. You've been moved. You've been removed from one thing to another. The negative sense, the word is also translated as pervert. That you've perverted something. You've taken something from a sense that the way it's supposed to be and made it into another sense. In this case, it means exactly what it says right here in this translation. That he transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. So now we live in that kingdom, but the sentence is not done. Here's the last part, verse 14. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now what's happening here? Paul has said all this to set up what he really wants to get to when he's going to start doing that in the next verse. Of giving them a complete understanding about who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Because there's people that had come in among their midst there and were perverting the gospel and perverting the proper understanding about who the Lord Jesus Christ is and who we are in him. These two verses right here when he says that God the Father has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption. We've been redeemed and placed in proper relationship with the Father by what the Son has done by the forgiveness of sins. That is foundational for understanding of who we are, for what the Lord has done in our lives, and the balance of what Paul's going to share in this letter right here. Well, my time's up. We'll continue on with the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. I'll see you then.